welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hi everyone, I'm John Lin, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today. I'm excited to bring you another in our series of interviews with top leaders in health IT. And today we're here with Sarah Abrams. She's VP Data Analytics and Quality Assurance at the Rochester Rio. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, John. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, so excited to talk about, you know, exchange of information. We're at the Civitas Direct Trust Conference. Mm -hmm. But tell us a little bit about yourself and the Rochester Rio. Sure. Uh, Rochester Rio is a regional health information exchange. We are um, in the Finger Lakes region of New York State, and we're one of the six HIEs that make up the statewide health information network of New York, or the SHINee. Um, and I've been with Rochester Rio for 11 years. I started as a technical project manager, and I've had um, sort of progressive technical experience. Um, I've gone from managing small interfacing projects to large, um, you know, community-facing implementations. Um, and my background is actually in public health. And so for me, um, the data analytics and um, having good quality data is, is where it gets really exciting. And mm -hmm. so in my new role, I'm focusing more on how we can use our data uh, for good, interoperability for health equity. Ah, we all want that. Right. So talk about your decision to move your direct secure messaging to secure exchange solutions and to utilize their HISP. Sure, absolutely. So as one of the entities in the Shiny, direct messaging is a core service for mm -hmm. us. And so it's really critical that we have a, a stable vendor and that it's easy to implement, easy to maintain. And for us, moving to Secure Exchange Solutions, or SES, reduced our administrative burden in maintaining a HISP. Um, mm -hmm. It made it a lot easier for us to wrap um, deploying that service into our operational procedures. And it also helped us um, hook in direct messaging where appropriate to our interoperability solution to help the flow of, of information. This kind of sounds like CIOs that want to get out of the data center business. Exactly. <laughs> you want to get out of the infrastructure and get to the quality that you care about. Exactly. And the other thing is that um, security and privacy are really mm. critical when you're exchanging information. Having secure exchange solutions be a high trust certified solution is of uh, critical importance to our organization because we're required to maintain high trust certification sure. for all of our services. And so we're able to leverage SES's um, cert certification for ourselves yeah. um, for that service, so it's great. Makes sense, QHINs are gonna require it too. So mm -hmm. tell us how big was the project you know, to move all of your direct messaging sure. to Secure Exchange Solutions and, and what was the result? You know, like, you know, this, that seems mm -hmm. like a big project, did it go well? Tell us about that. Yeah, the project went really smoothly, but it was a multifaceted project. I would say that there was four pieces that needed to be addressed. The first was, um, moving all of the direct addresses that existed from um, one HISP to another, mm -hmm. over a hundred organizations wow. with their own domains under our um, direct domain mm -hmm. uh, that included um, delegated users, um, organizational addresses that are used as inboxes for alert notifications. Mm -hmm. And so moving all of that and making that transition seamless was really important. 
We also use single sign-on from our provider portal okay. to make um, logins easier for our user community. Sure. So we had a technical implementation with Secure Exchange Solutions and our provider portal to, to work on that, that SSO. We had to reimagine our operational procedures in onboarding new customers. So mm -hmm. there was a shift of our NOC resources no longer needing to be involved, but having our operations staff learn how to administer and how to work with SES's staff on onboarding new organizations. Sure. And then the other piece is that we also use our direct messaging as a way to ingest CCDs into mm. our repository from EHRs that or, or systems that aren't as interoperable. Gotcha. And so ha testing all of that functionality um, and building that uh, to make sure that we were able to continue to get CCDs inbound was, was really important. Yeah, interesting. So what do you say would be the impact of direct messaging on the organizations that are part of the Rochester Rio? Or are there some popular use cases you're like, man, our members love this? <laughs> yeah, so I think there's, there's, there's two main use cases for direct currently. Okay. One is that CCD exchange. So for example, we have public health department clinics that use EHRs mm -hmm. that are able to push CCDs through direct messaging. Um, and it's a bit more of a, a manual effort for the, the EHR, mm -hmm. um, but it meets the minimum standard. As an HIE, um, we need to be able to get those CCDs, ingest them into our repository and make them available to our community and to also help the public health departments um, achieve their requirement of contributing data to the HIE. So we set them up with an inbox to send to, they connect that direct address to uh, their EHR and then the CCDs just get picked up um, from that inbox and put right into our repository. So it makes um, that manual process, uh, an automatic process, and it makes it a continuous flow of data. So that's nice. a really important use case that's really behind the scenes, mm -hmm. you know, showing how direct messaging still has utility um, in, in being a transport mechanism for information. The other common use case is alerting. Okay. Um, and so community-based organizations, care management organizations, um, those that aren't traditionally using healthcare EHRs, but have a need to understand where mm -hmm. their patients are mm -hmm. so that they can make sure that patients continue care, um, that they don't fall through the cracks. And so um, delivering alerts into direct inboxes is a, is a large part of our business. And we deliver over a half million alert notifications annually. Wow. And some of that is, is delivered right into EHRs, but a lot of that goes to um, organizations, um, you know, addressing human service needs mm -hmm. through their direct inboxes. Well, it's part of the health equity move that everyone's doing and SDOH and mm -hmm. those types of things. That right. It needs to go to someone other than people that have an EHR, so yeah. that makes sense. And I think in, in health IT, there's a, a broad spectrum of technical capacity. Mm -hmm. As the health information exchange, it's really critical that you meet your participants wherever they are <laughs> in their technology implementation. And um, direct through SES really helps us um, meet customers' needs in a unique way. Yeah, that's great. How about on the provider payer collaboration mm -hmm. side of things? Are there any use cases you're doing or you're looking at doing? Yeah, so we are 
Um, you know, we do some, some basic uh, work with some of our payers doing um, managing enrollment files, um, sending alerts for their members for mm -hmm. care management programs and things like that. Currently, Rochester Rio is going through the NCQA uh, data aggregator validation program. Okay. Um, and so after we receive that certification and have validated data streams that are, are certified, we'll, we plan to work with payers more in that space on supporting data quality. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. You know, we, at, at conferences talking about interoperability, mm -hmm. we talk about standards and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and collaborations and partnerships. But at the end of the day, it's impacting patients. So right. are there any patient stories of how they've been impacted from the health information being shared properly? Sure. So um, with direct messaging and our alerting, um, we've had a couple really powerful patient stories, mm. um, for, especially for patients in behavioral health okay. uh, with behavioral health needs. And so we had one example of um, a patient who was on a weekend pass from, um, I think, a, like a rehab setting okay. in behavioral health. and their social worker received an alert through their direct messaging inbox mm -hmm. that the patient was admitted to the hospital with flu symptoms. Wow. Right. And so the social worker contacted the hospital to find out what was going on and said, well, actually, this is a patient who's, who's receiving um, substance abuse treatment. Mm. And they might be presenting as if they have flu symptoms, but this is actually a patient who's having an overdose mm. and is in crisis and needs to come back into treatment. And so they could ensure that the patient received appropriate medical care yeah. for an overdose as opposed to the flu, and then ensure that that patient got to um, back into treatment immediately. Awesome. Um, and, what and, a great story. You know, life-saving. And I think in behavioral health, we've seen a lot of examples of, of that sort of thing. Um, we also receive um, incarceration um, okay. notifications that we turn into alerts sent through direct. And so um, care managers, if, if their client goes missing, um, <laughs> before they wouldn't know what happened to their uh, client, but now they know that this is someone who's incarcerated. And so sure. we can intervene there and make sure that that, that person has the right um, transition you know, back to the community after incarceration. Yeah, provides a nice continuity. It also doesn't waste resources as exactly. they're chasing them down. And of course, that's they exactly can't exactly it. And I think um, for a lot of care managers, knowing where their patient is mm -hmm. is really tricky. And so, making sure that they can put the resources where they need to be, whether it's you know making sure that the home care. Um, provider knows that their patient is in the hospital and no mm. longer at home or that your client has has been incarcerated or that your your patient who is having um, you know an overdose is, is in the emergency room and mm -hmm. and then getting the follow-up care more quickly mm -hmm. um, you know that's that's what alert notifications are all about and direct messaging helps us make sure that we can deliver those to to all of the constituents, all of our stakeholders. Yeah, powerful examples, thanks. Yeah. So, you know, when I look at everything that HIEs, REOs can do, mm -hmm. it seems like the work's never done. There's sure. always more that can be done, especially analytics, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, equality, that's, that feels like it will never be done. Mm -hmm. So what's next on your roadmap? So I think um, we are seeing the next year as an opportunity for, for big innovation. 
Um, there's some interesting use cases in our community looking at closed loop referrals mm. and thinking about what does that workflow look like? Gotcha. Where can the health information exchange help close um, the gaps mm -hmm. in, in systems? Uh, not every system has the capacity to do closed loop referrals. So mm -hmm. we're looking at um, figuring out what that workflow looks like between a hospital with an EHR and a community community-based organization using a different kind of system and how can the health information exchange help power those transactions. I think also looking at our data quality, more mm -hmm. data on social determinants of health, um, cleaner data data on race and ethnicity, um, and, and looking at um, smart on fire applications, um, things like that are, are, are where we're focusing in the future. Awesome. Well, Sarah, thanks so much for taking time to share your insights and perspectives on this. I really appreciate it. And Thank thanks, you. everyone, for watching. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcasting application. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much, John.